Welcome to Six Impossible Things, a podcast for spiritually curious leaders and professionals who are tired of being stuck in the cycle and ready to expand their mind beyond what they believe is possible for their career and their life. I'm your host, Marissa Fontana, and my mission is simple, to nurture an evolution of your consciousness and support you on your journey of becoming who you came here to be. In each episode, I'll share personal stories and use my education in neuroscience and metaphysical psychology to demystify modern spirituality and forever change the way you perceive yourself and engage with the world around you. As we peel back layers of collective conditioning, you'll awaken to the truth of who you really are and discover your ability to create the things in your life that you've been longing for. So get ready to embark on an adventure where anything is possible. Your evolution starts here. This is six impossible things. Hello, and welcome back to Six Impossible Things, episode two. I'm your host, Marissa Fontana. And before we get into the topic today, I just want to give you a little bit of a heads up on how the rest of the season is going to work. I mentioned in the first episode that we will be going through the eight keys to building your resiliency, and we'll do that through these core episodes. But I've decided to keep these kind of short-ish and to the point. So we'll dissect the topic, we'll reframe some things, I'll give you a strategy to, to take and implement to help you move forward in building that trait. And then in addition to those core episodes, I'll be recording some bonus content, and that's where I'll tell personal stories. I will have conversations with other people who are on their own path, um, even do some confessional type, behind-the-scenes, unscripted stuff. And the reason I'm doing that is because I see and value the people who just want to learn and take what they've learned and apply it to their life their own way. I'm one of those people. But I also see and value the people who want to connect on a deeper level and hear more of the personal side of things. So instead of trying to cram everything I have in a single episode, I'm going to split them up a little bit and give you the freedom to choose your own adventure and how you would like to experience this content. All right, so let's get started. Today we are talking about courage. In the context of how well you are able to navigate fear without letting it paralyze you. And so to understand courage, we first need to understand fear. The definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. It's an emotional and physical response to something that we perceive as a threat to our well-being. We've all felt it. It's that fight or flight, elevated heart rate, tunnel vision, fast breathing. We've all been there. And fear is there for a reason. It's been its job to keep us safe. We, we need fear because when we would encounter a saber-toothed tiger, we needed fear to pump the adrenaline through our blood so that we could survive. What's happened, though, is as humans have evolved, our fear response has not. 
And so it's being triggered when we're not actually in imminent danger. But our subconscious mind still thinks that we are. A lot of us, especially in corporate, are living in survival mode. We even use that language when someone asks us what we're doing. Oh, you know, I'm surviving. I'm surviving. That's, that's the language we're using. And here's what I think is happening. Two of the most common detrimental behaviors that I've witnessed in the corporate space are one, people-pleasing, and two, perfectionism. Now, if you feel called out, don't, because these things are not personality traits. They are programmed behavior. And my job is to help you understand that programming so you can override it and reclaim your actual personality traits. People-pleasing and perfectionism are both rooted in this fear of rejection because to your subconscious mind, rejection equals death. Rejection is a threat to your well-being. Because for thousands of years, our survival depended on being accepted. Think about it. If we were cast out or exiled from our community, we died. We didn't have the resources to survive on our own. And so deep in our mind, that program is still running. Even if we're not consciously aware of it, our body feels it. It feels that threat. We feel it if the project isn't perfect, if we even think about challenging a decision instead of just doing what we're told. If we try something new and run the risk of failing, that's what's happening. Those things are scary because they make us vulnerable to rejection. And our subconscious thinks rejection equals certain death. Because our brains are wired to keep us alive. And our brains like what's comfortable. But the kicker is our brain equates comfort with familiarity, even if the familiar sucks. Even if the familiar makes us miserable, at least it's familiar and therefore it's safe. And so we get stuck in this pattern because, oh, that new position, that new career, that new project, that new business that we've been dreaming about starting. That's unfamiliar. Unfamiliar is unsafe. Setting a boundary with our boss and sticking to it, that's unfamiliar. Think about those things and notice the feelings that are coming up in your body, right? It's uncomfortable because it's familiar. We don't know what exists on the other side of that because we've never done it. It could be death. And so our brain wants to keep us here because it knows that we're safe, even if we're unhappy. Because it knows what to expect. It knows what's com what comes next. It knows how to survive it because it's done it over and over and over and over again. But if you're listening to this episode, it's because you are ready to do more than survive. And if you follow my work, I know you're at least curious about the spiritual side of things as well.
So let's get a little meta about this first. You want to overcome your fear because it's holding you back from something. You feel it. Even if you don't know exactly what that something is, there's this desire to change, this desire for something different, something more. But then what happens is you go to make that change and fear kicks in and vetoes it and you stay stuck. And that lasts for a few cycles. But the desire doesn't go away. It might temporarily, but then it starts to get louder. It starts to become more obvious. It starts to push you harder. It starts to steer you in a new direction. And we fight it. We perceive it as hardship and obstacles. But desire is the language of your soul. And the reason that you want to live a different life than you're living right now is because you are meant to be living a different life than you are right now. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. A human experience that you chose to have. You came here to learn. You came here so that your soul could evolve. And so what if I told you that the thing you're afraid of is actually a signpost for a lesson that you are contracted to learn while you're here? And once you learn that lesson, it unlocks the next level. There is no faster way to transform than to run towards the things you are afraid of. Courage is not the ability to go through life without fear. It's not getting rid of it. It's, it's something that we'll always need for our survival. Because what if we are attacked by a bear? We, we need the fear response. But the goal is to stop letting it get in our way from being who we came here to be. It's learning how to move through life without letting it control us, without letting it hold us back from the things that we really want. And the way that we do that is we stop running from it and we decide to befriend it instead. Elizabeth Gilbert wrote Big Magic. And in her book, she talks about whenever she embarks on a creative project, she imagines herself going on a road trip. And she invites fear to come along with her because she knows it's going to end up there anyway. It's going to hitch a ride. It's going to hide in the trunk. It's going to be there. So instead of resisting it, she just invites it along. And honestly, that's how it's supposed to work. We're not supposed to completely turn it off. But then she goes on to say, like, she has a conversation with her fear. And she says, you can come along for the ride because I know that you're here to protect me. But you are not allowed to make decisions. So invite fear along. 
just don't let it navigate for you. What if we looked at fear as instead of something that we had to fight or run from, we saw it as something that points us to the opportunities that are going to help us grow. I want to invite you to reframe this for a minute. So think about fear as simply an aversion to discomfort. It sounds a lot less threatening that way, right? So we are just resisting the discomfort that comes with the new unfamiliar thing. And that's showing up as fear because our brain wants to keep us safe. But discomfort is how we grow. I saw a video on Instagram the other day, I'll repost it, of a man talking about how lobsters grow and how lobsters use the sensation of discomfort to signal that they're meant to find someplace safe, molt their old shell, and grow a bigger one. Think about that for a second. What if we looked at discomfort as our signal, our signal that it's time to grow? It's time to shed what isn't serving us anymore to make space for the new, bigger version of ourselves. And sure, during that growth stage, maybe we retreat somewhere that's safe to protect us while we're vulnerable. Like surround yourself with people who are going to support you or double down on the self-love. And if you don't have those things, reach out to me. But the only way that we're going to overcome this stuff is by facing it and by learning how to work with it, not against it. So befriend your fear. Look at it as discomfort and ask what it's trying to tell you. What is it encouraging you to look at? Where is it encouraging you to move? Because you're meant to move there. You are here to play a unique role in this system, in this movie of life. And it's your karmic responsibility to step into that role. The world is waiting for you to step into that role. And to do that, you have to consciously decide to grow in the ways that you're being pushed to grow. Courage is a muscle. And you're not going to build courage if you never do things that you are afraid of. It's in the, it's in the definition. That's how you establish your courage is by doing things that you are afraid of. And proving to your brain, okay, I did this scary, uncomfortable thing, and I'm still here. So maybe we don't have to react as dramatically next time, okay? Because we, now we know what's on the other side. And the thing is, even if you do fail, say you try something new, and the thing that you are most afraid of happens, you decide to 
overcome your fear of public speaking and you give a TED Talk and you bomb. It's not the end of your journey. Failure is actually a prerequisite to getting to where you want to go. No one gets things done on the first try. I failed so many times in my career, in my business. And it's really hard, right? It's really hard, but it gives you this information about yourself that you are not going to find anywhere else. And, it, and your journey isn't over. It just becomes part of your story. It becomes part of the bigger story that is unfolding in real time. So when you feel that fear of failure, of doing something wrong or not being good enough, again, reframe it and look at it as information. You're collecting information, incredibly valuable information so that you can refine your approach and do it better next time and get closer and closer and closer and closer to the success that you're looking for. And what's fun about this is as you do that, you get a little more comfortable with discomfort. It, you won't have such a strong aversion to it anymore because you've, you know that it's there for your good. It's there to help you grow and that it's not the end of your story. But like any muscle, right, you wouldn't go to the gym and try to bench 200 pounds on your first day. But for some reason, when we think about overcoming fear, we think about like the big thing. We think about our Everest first. Like, we think about going for that big promotion or leaving your corporate job or standing up to someone who's above you on the hierarchy, right? We think about like the Everest first. But we have to train the muscles before we do the big thing. So if you're listening to this, it's your sign to start training. Start training and do that with the small stuff. For example, you the most feedback that I've gotten regarding advice and things that I've helped, helped people with um, is saying no. So maybe start with that and start with saying no to little things. As, as this exercise to build your courage muscle to get started. And for me, I started saying no in my personal life a lot sooner. I started saying no at work. And maybe it's vice versa for you, but pick the easy thing first. Pick the easy thing, right? Maybe you're asked to, I don't know, join a committee, a committee that you're not really interested in. Start there. Or one of the ways that I like to reframe a no, right, keep it corporate, is I won't directly say no. I'll say yes if. Yes, I can do that thing if I can reprioritize this other project. Or yes, I'll come to your party if, if you're okay with me leaving a little bit early. Right? Because then that kind of gives you the power back. You set your boundary and now you're letting the other person respond to it. So start practicing and start with the easy stuff. 
And then build your friendship with that fear and start looking at it not as something that's trying to threaten or control you. It's trying to help you reclaim your power. So befriend it and ask what it's trying to teach you, what it's trying to get you to look at, what it's trying to get you to heal. And if this is something, if fear is something that you are really struggling with to overcome on your own, let's work together. Because oftentimes, fear is rooted in beliefs that we don't have conscious access to. And that makes it hard to overcome. If we don't know where it's coming from, we don't know where the root is, it's, it's kind of, it's hard to pull it. And I talked about this in episode one with my own fear. So you can go back and listen to it if you didn't hear it. But if the thought of going at this alone feels too much, reach out to me and we'll talk about how I can support you. And so for this episode, that's what I'm going to leave you with. It, it feels, for a lot of people, it's a big thing. <laughs> The thought of doing one small thing that scares you every day, I think, is enough to satiate you for the week. So just start doing that. Every day, do one thing that scares you. Little things. Build the muscle. And see how you feel in a week. Before I go, I just want to leave you with one of my favorite quotes. It's one that I came across years ago and it just burned in my mind. Um, I found it in the book Emergent Strategy by Adrian Marie Brown. If you have not read it, I highly recommend it. I will put the link in the show notes. But here's the quote. Your life is a spiritual path. Don't be quick to abandon it for bigger and better experiences. You are getting exactly the experiences you need to grow. And if your growth seems to be slow or uneventful to you, it's because you have not fully embraced the situations and relationships at hand. To know the self is to allow everything, to embrace the totality of who we are all that we think and feel, all that we fear, all that we love. Again, I'm your host, Marissa Fontana, here to forever remind you that this is your dream and you get to decide where it goes from here. See you next time.